This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 100. The 100th episode spectacular. 100 episodes with the Rotoscopers. Dun, dun, dun. Morgan, Chelsea, and Mason. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole song from the day we arrived on the podcast. More to stream than can ever be streamed. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh Thank you for coming. This is the 100th episode of the Animation Addicts podcast. We This is just a fun episode that we are doing to celebrate and kind of culminate everything that we've done over the past three years. We started this way back in early 2012, and here we are, 100 episodes later. We hope to have 100 more. This episode, if you're new to the show and this is the first episode that you're listening to, well, welcome. Yeah, welcome. This, you might uh, want to go back to a regular episode <laughs> after this, though. Yeah, this normally what we do on the show is we have an episode or some sort of movie that we will be reviewing. It's animated, of course, and then we'll just talk about it, give our thoughts, and have a rip-roaring good time while we're at it. This episode, we're just going to be reflecting back at the past hundred episodes, the friendships and the good time that we've had along the way. And yeah, so we are the Rotoscopers. I'm Morgan Stradling, Mason Smith, and Chelsea Robson. Uh, that is our collective name for ourselves. We are just animation fans. We love everything about it. We are not experts or historians by any means, but we just have a passion that we love to talk about. And so we figured, hey, we like to talk about this as a collective group, mm -hmm. so why don't we see if others want to join in on the conversation. And as we found over the past 100 episodes, there are tons of people just like us who eat and drink and sleep animation, and it's been a blast. Absolutely. Like, if you are passionate about animation, and you feel like no one really relates to you or, like, quotes animated movies or sings the songs like you do, then stick with us, kid, because we're going places. Like, this is, a, you know, this is an animation podcast for fans, by fans, and uh, we really enjoy what we're doing. And so thrilled uh, to be here. Actually, together. We're all three together. This is part of the Rotorama uh, where we have all uh, managed to get together, all three of us. Of course, Chelsea and Morgan have, have you know, met up together several times, and but this is the first time I've been able to join in. And so uh, we've been having a blast with Rotorama. Oh, first, yeah. first time I met Chelsea in the in the airplane terminal. How, how was that? How, it was really <laughs> surreal for me because now I know that you're real. But how was it for you, Chelsea? For me meeting you, Mason? To me, to me. Well... <laughs> He wants you to make this seem like a bigger deal than it Mason, is. I am Gaston. This was the most incredible moment of my week. <laughs> <laughs> my whole week was waiting for this moment. I'll take it. <laughs> Actually, no, this has been a really fun thing. Um, today, what we're going to do, we're going to give a little bit of background, of a little bit kind of where we started out, move forward a little bit, and kind of where we're at now. And then we're also going to be talking a little bit about you guys as the listeners and the patrons that are helping out. And then we're also going to be pulling in at the very end a nice little nerdy couch discussion. Several, so, in fact. Uh, yeah, several, for sure. So throughout this whole thing, we are literally sitting here 
as though we're on a couch. Technically, we're on stools, but we're on the nerdy bench stool, <laughs> bar stool. <laughs> Absolutely. So Morgan and I, we met in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. That's when we met. Holy cow! Let's yeah. go back a million years to the very first interview. <laughs> <laughs> and we decided to start this podcast years before we actually started it. We were just kind of kind of trying to find stuff to do on our summer breaks when we're like, what are we going to do when we're bored? And so we decided, okay, um, let's make a list of different things we wanted to do. And for whatever reason, making a podcast was one of them. And then a couple of years later, we decided, and Morgan was like, hey, we should really do this. And I said, okay. And I know this guy. His name is Mason, and he'll join us. <laughs> Devil- He's hilarious. Devil- devilishly handsome, hilarious, <gasps> multi-talented renaissance man, if you will. Well, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what she had said to me, yes, too. Yes, yes. So right. the rotoscopers were born. So going back and, and seeing where have we come from, you know, back in 2012, um, I wasn't married yet. I was almost to be engaged, and I was just working at uh, kind of my, one of my first jobs out of college, non-internship. Uh, life was just pretty normal, and speed forward to today, I'm married, been married for three years, and no... Three? Yes, three. <laughs> I've been married for three years. I bought we bought a house. I got my MBA, so I wasn't even I'd been accepted to get to go to the program, but I hadn't finished. So I got my MBA and I went got an internship and a job with uh, an awesome company, which I absolutely love. So life is great. Woohoo! Um, yeah. So when I uh, I first met Morgan uh, in Utah and. Um, we we did like this like two year thing writing back and forth and sending each other Disney quotes and trying to stump the other person on on what they were. So I had to work really hard to stump Morgan. Not gonna lie. And um, yeah, eventually when I I found myself at uh, Brigham Young Brigham Young University studying animation, uh, not quite in their animation program yet. And Morgan approached me uh, and wanted to know if I wanted to do this podcast. And I didn't even know what a podcast was, and I didn't uh, I barely knew anything about animation really. Um, but through the podcast and through my tutelage at uh, you know taking animation classes, I I grew as the podcast grew. And now two, uh, three years later, I am married and I've moved to uh, well, I, I transferred to Texas A&M University and I'm studying visualization as a grad student and uh, specifically uh, rigging and character technical direction for animated film. And so um, I uh, um, hopefully will be uh, the host who who's an actual animator someday, <laughs> and I'll be able to. Uh, You'll be our to do all that. authority. Ooh, all authoritative. I'll be the Professor Oak of animators. Ooh. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, fun, fun times. Yeah. So, um, when I started, I... We are the real Brady Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who are you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of The Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why The Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady Brady Bros. I was kind of in the middle of changing up my life, and I'm now once again in the middle of changing up my life. So not really much has changed with me, but... I've done a lot of really cool things. I lived in Nashville for a little bit, and that was really fun because, I mean, it was interesting how we were able to do the whole, all three of us in three different places. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of a, a new thing that we were trying to figure out. And 
so many cool things. Like we got to go and do red carpets and mm-hmm. everything for for Frozen and for Big Hero Six. Morgan went to that. We've gone to a whole bunch of really fun things, and so it's been really an exciting ride for all of us. Yeah. Oh yeah, so Rotorama, um, we've been we've been having a blast, really. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've just been geeking out and yeah. like, talking and singing. My gosh, we've been singing so much today. Yeah, who knew? Um, <laughs> if you if you haven't already, you need to become a, a Patreon subscriber for the Rotoscopers because we just did our second live stream that's exclusive for our patrons, and they also get to um, participate via chat. Uh, it's all live. I just sang "Let It Go" from Disney's Frozen. In the voice of Goofy and Hank Hill. Oh yeah. And then I threw in my own voice because yeah, I'm not half bad at singing. Um, <laughs> but uh, it really, uh, Chelsea really blew us out of the water when she took over for Let It Go. And so we've been we sang some Disney karaoke, perhaps a little too much. But since we're all together, what the heck? We might as well yeah. sing a lot and, and document it. But uh, yeah, we've done uh, stuff like we recorded um, play along uh, commentary. You know, you press play and you can hear our commentary along with uh, movies that you watch. So we did Frozen. We and and we did uh, My Little Pony Equestria Girls, which I was uh, I, I was tortured with. I w- I did not realize it was a full length movie, but <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, you know what? I have seen worse animated films than Equestria Girls. So I will say that. I believe it was it Katie. Was that her name? Yes. Okay. So now you know Katie after your voicemail and, and e- emailing us that uh, I have watched Equestria Girls and you can hear all about what I think about it. Uh, in the, the commentaries the that we'll be releasing. Uh, it's one of our patron levels. When we reach $750, we'll release those once a month. Uh, pay, uh, $10 patrons and up get them for free, and then other, everyone else will get them for a small nominal fee. It'll be like a dollar to download. So I mean, think, of the, think of the Roto perks, guys, that you're going to get. <laughs> and then we've, uh, we've recorded a few YouTube videos that were fun all together. It's just great to be all together. We don't have to worry about uh, Skype delays and oh, bandwidth yeah. issues. I mean, I hope there's no delays while we're doing this. <laughs> But um yeah um oh oh we played Disney Seen It and we recorded oh. it we recorded what was on the game screen cuz I'm really smart that way and we recorded our reactions on the couch and we recorded uh, the status of the game board and so it'll be the most comprehensive um uh YouTube video of people playing Disney Seen It that you've ever seen I I had a great lead for a very long time I kept rolling all plays and Morgan kept shutting down my all plays and so uh, we played the alternate rules where you roll and then you do the, the the challenge. And if you get it right, then you move those spaces. I'm sure I'm not the only one who plays like that. but so, And yeah. who won? <clears throat> yeah, Mason did not win that, that match. Yeah, Morgan. Morgan won, just oh, let that you know. was who won? I didn't know. Yeah, so. Yeah, so it, it was awesome. It's, like, it's almost... going to be the best, like, 40 minutes of your life when you watch it. <laughs> so subscribe to YouTube for that. That's a lot of fun. We also went to Don Bluth Front Row Theater. Uh, to visit our old pal Don. Oh, Donnie. He's awesome. It's a nonprofit theater, a big a community theater that he does. We saw the the movie or the play, It's You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and got to see that. And it was a musical, and it was just really fun to hang out and go to dinner. And so, yeah. Yeah, Don is doing great. He looks great. He was in a tuxedo last night. Fancy pants. Yeah, and uh, he's he's just one of the most humble guys in animation, really. Uh, you know, him and Glenn Keane, like Steve Hickner, all the all the awesome people that we've interviewed. Yeah. But, yeah. 
That's one of the main things that I love about animated movies and the not just not just the movies themselves. And this is one thing that Don brought up. He said, you know, in the Hollywood world, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that you don't really get to see. Mm-hmm. And yeah. from my experience, you know, every person that I've ever talked to I, who's anywhere as far as has quote unquote made it is just one of like they're just humble, they're nice, they're gracious. And they're just how gracious <laughs> and generous. <laughs> they're, just, oh, they're just the great people, and that's one of the my favorite things that I've gotten from doing the podcast over the last couple of years. I would say. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I have a question for Morgan. Um, what was your like vision? Did you like plan on us getting like not like that? Not that we're huge internet sensations, but did you did you think we would reach this point where we have a community of listeners and fans that? That want to hear what we're saying. To be honest, no. I just saw kind of a gap in the market. Like, I didn't really see any podcasts that were from a fan perspective that really commentated on the films and gave their opinions and reviews. There were animation podcasts for sure that focused on interviewing legends. You know, the Clay Cadis' animation podcast, that is obviously the most notable one. There are also other podcasts that focus solely on Disney. Um, and the parks, the parks and the Disney podcast park world there, that is expansive and it always has been. But I, I felt that animation films in particular didn't have very much, uh, presence. And so that's why I wanted to form the rotoscopers and we were already nerds and we would talk about these things anyways. But, uh, to be honest, we, our very first week, I remember getting a hundred downloads and I thought oh, that was so yeah. amazing. <laughs> and it is because yeah. that's, I mean, I was that person who spammed everybody on Twitter with the same canned thing saying, hey, we're a new podcast about animation. Can you RT? You know? Yeah, but look where it got us. You know? <laughs> yeah, so a, a few people did, and I definitely appreciate it because now I realize that's not cool to do. <laughs> like, if you can get through the survival stage like that and and get through that, then that, that's fine. Yeah, it and, means justify the end, And right? it really was until about a year mm-hmm. into it when we really started to accumulate our active fan base and Uh community you know for a while like i would do news stories on the website and you know it was pretty dead there wasn't much conversation going on however about a year into it is when you know we brought some of our our writers on for the first time and that really helped because then we had this community of writers and the, the rotoscopers team and and then the comments just started exploding and and we really now have this kind of thriving community like i know most everybody who's in there who comments because they do it on a regular basis and yeah. um, you know our, our different people who have called into the podcast over the years you know I'm thinking just top of mind <laughs> there's Gemma Sarah uh, Esther yeah you know we have that kid named Baymax <laughs> <laughs> they never called in no um, Mark there's been lots of people who mm-hmm. who I've been oh, a big part yeah. yeah voicemails they've been a big part of the show and also on the website. So I didn't expect really, I had no expectations to be honest. I just wanted to do it because I thought it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. So we will make many shouts out uh, during this episode. Um, first of all, shout out to mom for helping me with my plane ticket so I could oh, be here. See, this would not be possible without mom. Thank you, mom. Yay. I love you. And uh, she's been my biggest fan, and uh, my family have actually been pretty. Um, they they've participated in pretty pretty actively in the podcast. Uh, there was one time when we were recording an episode, and my dad and my little sister thought it would be funny to fill a bottle, a glass bottle full of firecrackers, and roll it into my room while I was recording. And uh, <laughs> I remember that. Oh my god! Isn't it on the bloopers on it one is of our on episodes? The bloopers, and yeah. we're both like, 
What just happened? Did Mason die? <laughs> yeah, so I was blown up by my own family during the podcast, during recording, and they made sure to uh, wait until mom was out of the house uh, to, for them to do that. But yes, um, they did. Um, they filmed it, and um, my dad made the disclaimer that it, this was his favorite podcast before they went and threw a bomb in, into it while I was <laughs> recording. So uh, thank you, Mom. I love you so much for helping me with this opportunity. And shout out to our amazing writers, our Roto staff yeah. for rotoscopers.com. They work so hard to give you guys content and uh, you know well-informed and researched editorials, opinion pieces, and just keeping you all up with the buzz um, for animation. So congrats, guys. We love you guys a lot. They're really <laughs> so what keep people. the website just so... I mean, it's one place that I, I get on the website, and I'm like, ooh, what's going on? Ooh, what's new? Yeah, I get my animation news from rotoscopers.com. <laughs> Slash my Twitter feed, but you know. Well, they're just so on, on the ball, and I'm just so proud of them. Absolutely. Do, okay. do you guys remember, this is just a funny thing, but do you guys remember, it was after like our first, it was like our second episode, when we had that one blogger guy, how he decided to... He had just made his own blog about rating different podcasts. Mm -hmm. And this week, I'm going to give my rating and review of this mm -hmm. podcast or whatever. And we were just so excited that someone yes. in the Someone acknowledged us. Found us. Found us. <laughs> and is writing about us. And they said nice things. Aww. So, I mean, it was just really funny thing. Like, just all those little things that, you know, were... Little things. Hey, they, yeah, it and all adds up. We'll get into this in a second, but there are some like standout moments in the history of our first 99 episodes that I remember. But I, one of the big points of this podcast is that there are so many little moments that are hilarious or, or funny or emotional, if you remember me on the Princess Mononoke episode. But um, that's just what the podcast is about. Like, it's really hard to pin down um, really awesome, memorable moments for me because this has been such a wild ride mm. of awesomeness and uh, <laughs> I f personally I feel very humbled to be on the show like kind of entering into the podcasting world like I was very green um, and I still feel very humbled and inadequate sometimes about my own abilities but uh, what keeps me going is my love for animation, my love for talking and giving my opinions, <laughs> but also my love for the Rotoscopers community. Like, I don't consider y'all fans, I consider you friends. Yeah. And that's from the heart right there. Put a period on the end of that one. I am. So Put that in your pipe and smoke it. We, we'll go into our favorite moments, but I asked our listeners, I said on Twitter and Facebook, I said, what are your favorite moments from the show over the past hundred episodes? And Jennifer S. says... Honestly, I couldn't possibly narrow it down. I have listened and re-listened to every single episode. Can't wait for the next hundred. Aw. Kimber says, Random tangents are always entertaining, but really, the podcast is just done so well. Every minute is entertaining. Uh, the Book King says, When Chelsea the was... Book King. <laughs> so you know he's legit. When <clears throat> Chelsea was telling a story and neither Mason slash Morgan were listening. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, Gary Wright, shout out to one of our writers. He says, still has to be the time vortex in the West oh, Wing. The time vortex. Never gets old. Um, and then I'll just hop over to our Facebook page really quickly. See what they say there. Uh, first comment is Mason Smith. Bonus points if your favorite moments are about me. <laughs> hey. 
Ernesto says, I would say the insight and history on the films you're doing on the podcast, along with the interviews with some of the most talented voice actors, artists, and artists in the industry. In addition, I really enjoyed Catch and Fire activity with special guests that come on your podcast. Catch and Fire? Catch and Fire? (laughs) Rajesh says, when someone is asked to choose between two direct video sequels <laughs> and the guests almost always say that both choices are awful. Uh, another that is, uh, another I, catch I and fire. It's the best part of catch and fire where they're just like, oh. And this is the big one. And you're expecting it to be something, yeah. yeah. AJ Mal says Mason's Hans accent in the Frozen episode. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan Mentes says the interview episodes are definitely a highlight. Love Don Bluth and Bill Farmer episodes. Also, the bloopers at the end. Oh, I forgot about Bill Farmer. That was an awesome interview, guys. Was he was awesome. Sarah says, I love Chelsea's story about the bearskin rug. And also, Mason goofing up on the Rockadoodle statistics. <laughs> Shall we remind the people of what that is? Yeah. Oh, man. I was, like, channeling my inner Dan Carlin, who's, like, the only other podcaster besides Morgan and Chelsea that I respect. Sorry. He does hardcore history, and he's really good. But I was really getting into uh, the story, the tragic story of Rockadoodle's poor uh, earnings. And I, I, like, left off, like, three zeros from the final <laughs> gross. And it was like, they only made $12,000. <laughs> And then I like Six paused years. for a second, and Morgan Chelsea were like, "Well, no, it was twelve million or something like that." I was like, "What? What?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, here's one from Matthew Lathan. One about me. When Mason sings the King's Chorus throughout the Sleeping Beauty episode. Scrums, 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 scrums. Uh, Frank Foster. Anytime Mason does an impression. Thank you, Frank. Courtney O'Keefe, definitely the Beauty and the Beast episode when Mason and Chelsea were joking about the Beast's room and all his stuff being in the West Wing. That's where we got the Time Vortex from, everyone. It's my stuff, okay? <laughs> it's my stuff. Like, stay out of my room. <laughs> when Ma- what? I don't remember this one. Ajo and Mason titled a, co- uh, a cockroach <laughs> version of Ratatouille Cockatooie. <laughs> I completely lost it and screeched with laughter in a public place and got some thoroughly concerned looks. Anytime we make you screech with laughter in a public place and get some thoroughly concerned looks, Epic win. that is a good thing. We don't want to cause any accidents, though, so use discretion when you're listening to us in your car. <clears throat> yeah, Aja, do not drive while you're listening to us. You are banned from that. Martha says all the spot-on movie quotes. Oh, thank you. Daniela says whenever Mason breaks into song and switches up the lyrics. <laughs> like Toy Story. For example, uh, Melissa, this is a perfect example. She says, quote, two bears, one family. <laughs> Trust your bear. Let the bear decide. <laughs> what? It's Phil Collins who did both movies. And uh, lastly, this is also fitting. Crystal says, anytime someone breaks into song. Of course. Uh, we love singing So it together. seems our favorite moments are Music Mason. Mason, 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 music and quotes. And, and Mason. <laughs> as well it should be, people. Oh my goodness. And don't forget it. Alright, so uh, what are some of y'all's like big time favorite moments on the podcast? I have a few. There's quite a few movies that I, I'll go back and I'll listen to, especially anything under 20. Like I'll... Just because it's been so long since oh, like I've heard them. Before the 20th episode? Yeah, Ooh, like man, under Proto-scopers. It's one, it, you can just hear, like, how bad the audio quality is. And yeah, you're just like, the oh. first episode I was yelling into my internal microphone on my laptop. <laughs> yeah, Mari and, and I both were on my laptop as well. And so it was just like, oh. uh, we've come so far. Like, um, right now we're just, we just have a mic- one microphone that's just kind of, we're going low-key today, so... 
Um, mm. But it's just, man, it's so much fun to go back to some of those early ones. One thing that I'm really excited about is once we're able to do the news episodes coming up. Cause I really, oh, this week in animation. Yeah, we really did enjoy doing adding news uh-huh. to some of those earlier episodes. They're fun. Yeah, news and news commentary. That took, took up a good chunk of those early episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of they're just funny. They're those, like as as Mason said, those funny little moments that just. So speaking of early up. episodes, a highlight that a lot of people bring this up is our Swan Princess yes. episode, <laughs> which Mason, I did not attend, Mason's but it's still hilarious. Was not there. He was unable to attend. But that's okay. I would have been totally clueless and and out of the <laughs> loop on everything. Basically, uh, Chelsea and I love the Swan Princess, and we basically spent the whole discussion. Well, here I want to I want to qualify how much we love the Swan Princess. We, when we were thinking about building this this podcast, oh, yes. the main reason why we didn't do strictly Disney. Disney was because we wanted to be able to review two movies, Swan Princess and Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anastasia's such a it's good true. one. Though. It is true. Oh, so like, no, it can't be just Disney because we got to be able to we, we, do those we two. We like those movies too, yeah. <laughs> so my favorite part of that discussion is we spend the whole hour plus Basically talking about the first 15 minutes, right. which encompasses the song, This Is My Idea. Um, in the bloopers, we do have... Is it in the bloopers, right? Yeah. In the bloopers, we have us singing the full-length version of that, which people love love that part, which is fun. Call it so, a cult favorite. It is a cult favorite of the Rotoscopers. bloopers, so I just love... Like, oh, we don't need to talk about the rest of the movie. This first part is really interesting. Yeah, no kidding. You only went over like the first couple of parts of the movie, and then everything else was just like fangirling out yeah, on everything. Yeah, yeah. So, it was the early days. Oh, oh man. Okay, so oh, uh, the Robin Hood episode is a really good one. I I like to go back to that one and like laugh my butt off because like that was such a hodgepodge chaotic episode because we were just bouncing off the walls, like saying so many jokes and quotes, and it must have been horrible for Chelsea to edit because we had bandwidth issues, we had delays. It was just nuts. It was just a free for all. Oh, I had a, I had at least fifteen minutes of bloopers that I had to whittle down to two minutes. Oh man! And then I could have. Do you have the file of the completed blooper track oh, somewhere? Maybe. Oh, that would be a gem. That would be. Oh. We should we should have just an episode that's just an hour's worth of bloopers. <laughs> and no one will get that's understand the best what's of going 2014. on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's what the best of the year episodes tend to be. You know, uh, one of the specialist moments for me, well, uh, a couple of moments. We've had um, a few listeners email us and thank us for our podcast because it helps them uh, deal with things like depression and, and anxiety and stuff like that. And I feel so humbled when I hear things like that. And uh, also, um, that one time when Glenn Keane emailed us out of the blue and told us that he was, in fact, listening to the show. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it was during the um, Radigan episode, the uh, Great Mouse Detective, when I was like, hey, I wonder if uh, Glenn Keane even listens to us or anybody like him even listens to us. Like, do we yeah. matter to people like that? And at the end of his email, he said, he said, yes, Mason, your Vincent Price impersonation was spot on. I was like, Naturally. And, uh, <laughs> and he said, uh, thank you, Glenn Keane. We, we are watching signed Glenn Keane, you know, stuff we, like that. We are listening. Yeah, we are. Li- oh, yeah, we are listening. And, uh, yeah, we are listening, Glenn Keane. And he was so great and, and very, talk about gracious and humble when we did our interview with him. And then he went on our Facebook and personally answered all of the fan questions that, that our listeners posted on the Facebook group uh, to be uh, set on the show. And, of course, we couldn't get to all of them because there was like 50 to 100 questions that they posted. And he went to every single question that was asked before he logged on on Facebook and personally answered all of them. And really cool. That That is the mark of someone who is uh, truly uh, humble and has a amazing personality and just amazing spirit about them. And 
uh, that was a very memorable interview for me. Yeah. All of all of our interviews are really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I've every interview we've had has just been so nice. Um, one cool thing is the that kind of changed kind of our path. Not our path, but it changed how many people saw us, was the Wreck-It Ralph episode. Oh, yeah. The first one, when we went, Morgan and I ended up getting tickets to see a a test screening of Wreck-It Ralph. And this was six months before it came out. No information had been like put out at Mm -hmm. all. And so the episode itself, we, we were very careful not to add anything that hadn't been added, but it was just kind yeah. of like no our... spoilers. Yeah. yeah. But it was just kind of our excitement bottled into 45 minutes of us just kind of like geeking out. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, that was seen by... It got circulated throughout Disney. Mm-hmm. And it was... It, that was one of the big spikes. Um, and so that one was something that we're like, yes, thank you for Wreck-It Ralph. And then also... We, there are a few websites that we owe it owe it to, like oh, our early sure. rise. Um, to, I mean, the fact that anybody knows about us, we have really to thank Hypable. Mm-hmm. We have to thank Hypable and also Animated Views. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both so, of those gave us such huge, huge increases. Yeah. I'm incredibly thankful to Andrew at Hypable. Um, he's just an inspiration in what he does. He's come over from MuggleCast and started Hypable, which is you know a phenomenon because it's a really it's a place for fans to come and, and focus just on their fandom, um, but also James the Animated Views is so kind, so nice, great friend, and so I'm glad that our show is able to be on both of those sites and you know just reach an even bigger audience of people of animated animation fans just like us. Another interview that really stood out was the Steve Hickner interview. Oh my so, gosh, yeah. Steve Hickner is such a sweet guy. He's, He's brilliant. Oh my gosh, I love Steve. Steve has my heart. I've read a bunch of books out there that you know they talk about how do you become a good leader. Well, you got to be a good servant, and he is what I would definitely see as a, a servant leader. Like he's one of those guys that will he'll respond to an email that mm-hmm. I send. Like I mean, I feel like thanks, Steve. <laughs> like you responded, and when you know, there's a lot of a lot of people who and not. I mean, they just don't get around to it, you know, for whatever reason. And I just, it makes me feel like I want to be a better person to be more like Steve because Steve is awesome. He actually, I mean, if you guys have been listening, you'll remember a couple episodes where I I ended up saying um, that I was trying to put together an episode about, you know, about story. And I had gotten in touch with several different people. Oh, yeah. Um... But as I was trying to get all that together, other episode ideas and other things kind of got in the way, and we realized better ways of going about, you know, accomplishing what we wanted to accomplish with that episode. But in the meantime, I had already emailed uh, Steve Hickner and asked him a specific question of what do you do when you're looking at a story and that you're, or a project that you're doing and it's just not working? How do you go around fixing it? Mm-hmm. And he was just the nicest guy. Within the next two days, he had sent me a clip. Mm-hmm. And it's like two minutes of him just explaining what he would do. And like that's just the type of guy he is. That's the type of guy that I just I see and I'm like, wow. And I'm going to play that for you guys right now because it is 100th episode worthy, the fact that this is on there. So here's Steve. Hey, Rotoscopers, this is Steve Hickner of DreamWorks. So when you're working on a project and the moment comes 
and you realize that it isn't working, what I usually do is I look to people I admire and movies that I admire to see how they might have, those filmmakers might have solved a similar problem. Uh, and one example would be in the case of Prince of Egypt, we got at the end of the movie, we didn't have that kind of rush of feeling the satisfaction of the character of Moses that we had wanted. And so uh, what we did was we looked at the movie It's a Wonderful Life because that's a, a movie that's beloved by generations of people. And at the end of It's a Wonderful Life, you really feel that swell of warmth from the people of Bedford Falls towards George Bailey, the James Stewart character. And we wanted that same kind of feeling of satisfaction that It's a Wonderful Life happened at the end of Prince of Egypt. And so by looking at... It's a Wonderful Life, we realized that the people of Bedford Falls were the ones that made George Bailey realize what he had achieved in his life. And we realized that's what we needed to have for the people of the, the Hebrews to do for Moses. And so at the end of the picture, Zipporah says to Moses, goes, look, look at your people, Moses. And which was a callback from a scene earlier when Moses said that to Zipporah about the people of Midian. Now here Zipporah is saying that to Moses about his, the the, uh, the Hebrews that he's helped to Exodus. So for me, that's, that's a, a trick that I will often use is look at people I admire and movies that I admire to see how they might have solved a similar problem. Uh, I love Steve. Just like hearing his voice. Yeah. He's so sweet. He's so kind. It warms my heart. He's an amazing guy. Yeah, uh, when he came and spoke to spoke at A and M, I, I invited him over there after our episode with him. Like, I realized that he's like the most enthusiastic person about animation that I've met. Like, just the way he talks and is, you can see the excitement in his in his face and in his body that he is really passionate about this subject. And I love his philosophy of going to source material of live action movies, you know, older ones and well known, well established ones like uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, to solve problems with with story for animation, and, and he talked about that then as well. But yeah, um, if if you want to get into the creative industries or any competitive industry, or, or really like make a leader out of yourself, you need to read um, "Animating Your Career" by Steve Hickner, and then "Animation Rules" uh, is one that he wrote specifically for animation. That's kind of like a it's like 52 uh, lessons learned that from his life about uh, you know surviving and thriving in the animation industry. I've read both of them and I, I feel like I'm a I'm a more informed uh, animator hopeful uh, because of it. Bill Farmer was a great interview too. Like talk about someone who can bounce into voices whenever he wants. <laughs> On iTunes I'm just scrolling through all of the episodes that we've done. And what's really funny, I know in multiple episodes, basically every single episode we are all almost surprised that we've made it to that many episodes. <laughs> like, you'll, you'll hear... Oh, yeah, almost every episode, every... Like, holy crap, 75 wow. episodes. 10 episodes, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Holy wow, we've episodes. made it to number two, guys. <laughs> like it's, Barely. It's a surprise the, we forgot to time. press record on the second episode, right. and we had to re-record it. That was good practice, though. Yeah. That was good. Oh, man. It's just great. I mean, I'm looking at some of these ones. 
we started out as fans. Like, we were never, as Morgan said earlier, we're not, you know, experts in our field. I mean, we didn't start out as experts in our field. And we didn't start out as knowing everything. We just started out. We eventually came to know everything about animation. <laughs> we do now. Disclaimer, we don't know everything about animation. <laughs> we do not. And we're not going to pretend that we do at all. But, I mean, we have learned a lot. Oh, yeah. This has kind of been our journey as fans. Yeah. Just documented. And going through some movies, most movies we have seen, but then there's some movies that we never saw before that were like, wow, that one's really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, like, for example... Corpse, Monster in Corp, Paris. Monster Corpse in Paris. Bride. That was yeah. the first time I had seen that. At some point in time, I want to do a... Because we were really sad that the DVD for A Monster in Paris oh, didn't yeah. have a do- uh, director's um, commentary. So I want to talk to Bebo, the director, and see if he wouldn't mind doing a commentary with us on it. Oh, fancy. Because I think that would be great. Uh, Watership Down was a new one for you, too. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was... That was whoa. a great episode. Whoa. I love Watership Down. One of my top ten, I suppose. What was the other one? Top six, definitely, because I rank things the way I rank Pokemon in factors of six. The Thief and the Cobbler? Oh, The Thief and the Cobbler was such a revelation. Holy cow. Then I learned more about history. Yeah, then we talked to that kid who did that documentary. Which you can buy now. Oh, you can buy um, The Persistence of Vision? Yes. Yeah, that that was a cool show. Technically, you are not buying anything. You are donating $25 to him, and as a bonus, you are giving... Getting a DVD of it. I'm all for that. All for legality. God bless America. But yeah, um, yeah, that was a great episode. Then watching the the quote unquote recobbled cut on YouTube um, yeah. was Kevin Shrek just, is his name. That yeah, Kevin Shrek. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I made the joke. We have Shrek on the show with us. <laughs> Kevin so, Shrek. Those two. Um, go ahead and watch Thief and the Cobbler, and then also. Get the DVD from Kevin Shrek off of his stuff, but you can get information on that on episodes 43 and 45. All right, so we got some voicemails from our listeners who wanted to celebrate the 100th episode with us. So our first one is from AJ. AJ! Hey, Morgan, Mason, and Chelsea. This is AJ Howell. Um, Just wanted to say congratulations on reaching the 100th episode. Um, I actually haven't been with you guys for too long. I only discovered the show about less than a year ago, but I listened to every episode since then, and I love them all. Um, it's also been a pleasure getting to know you through the episodes and everything. And, well, I guess just thanks for thanks for all the laughs and for all the great moments, and here's to the next hundred. So I will talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, AJ. I love AJ. He's a patron, so we really get to interact with him. Yeah. Um, a lot because he's in the Facebook group and he is so smart. He's so passionate about films. Mm-hmm. And I love just the different comments and perspective that he brings um, in the Facebook group as we talk. And thank you so much for the kind words. Here's to 100 more. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, AJ. Next one is from Dylan. Dylan. Hey, you guys, this is Dylan Mentis, and I just wanted to call in and say congratulations on 100 episodes. Oh, my gosh, I'm so thankful for this podcast. Didn't know what a podcast was until I stumbled upon you guys, and I was really looking for Disney stuff, and I was like, ooh, maybe they're talking about Disney, and maybe I could listen to a few episodes, and bam, life's changed. 
listen to podcasts 24 7 all the time now but you guys are still my favorite you guys have such replay value i probably listened to each episode like a billion times and i hope you guys go on to do like a hundred more episodes hundreds of more episodes and for the rotoscopers empire to take over and strike back and all that good stuff you guys the hard work you guys do i'm sure i'm not the only one that sees all of the effort and congratulations. All right, Dylan. Hey, thank you so much. I like the sound of the Rotoscopers Empire. Yes. <laughs> that is something I can get behind. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's funny when people call in and they've called in multiple times. I, I recognize their voices and I feel like I have a I put a name to a face because I do the Rotoscopers Twitter. So I see a lot of our fans on Twitter or on the website. So now I have a voice to their face, and I feel like they're friends. Yeah. Because they are friends. Yeah. Dylan is my friend. Yeah, I look at every person that, I've, that I'm able to do that same thing with, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, we've had we've had the opportunity to talk to a whole bunch of the different patrons um, with, you know, within the first, if you signed up within a certain amount of time, we got, we get the opportunity to talk to you. And, like, every single, at the end of every single conversation, I'm like, it's my new best friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, our fans are so great. They are our friends. Next one is from Jess. Hey guys, it's Jess from Australia. I can't believe you guys are up to 100 episodes. Wow, I wasn't sure what to send in, but I thought I'd send something because I can't not send something with 100 episodes. So I thought I'd ask you guys a question. Out of all of the films that you've reviewed on the podcast, which one do you think deserves a prequel? Personally, I think it should be Mary Poppins. There's a lot of things that haven't been answered. But what do you guys think? Congratulations on 100 episodes, and here's to 100 and more. Bye. Ooh, that is an excellent that question. Is a good question. Okay, which of the films that we've reviewed on the podcast, right, uh -huh. deserve a sequel? No, prequel. A prequel. A prequel. prequel. Yeah, okay, prequel. That's right. I think straight away, The Iron Giant. It would oh. be interesting to see that prequel, just the giant, how it was formed, created, whatnot. Um, that is unanswered to me. Great Mouse Detective would be a cool prequel. Yeah. It would be like the, the first Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Oh, except Sherlock Holmes already knew Watson in that one. So, yeah, yeah it would have to be a prequel. Of him becoming. Of him becoming Sherlock. Yeah. And then we get and to see. And why he's so vindictive against Professor Rattigan. Yes. Oh, that would be, it must be awesome. Made. Because remember, we were thinking they were old college roommates. And they <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Radigan had such radical ideas. Oh. That's pretty good. Or We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. That one could have. Oh, how, the story of uh, you go, Professor oh, Bright Eyes? Screw Eyes and... Yeah, screw Eyes and... Um, oh, that would be so macabre. His though. brother, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Bright Eyes and Screw Eyes. Mm -hmm. All good, all dogs go to heaven. The main dogs like descent into puppy. Oh yeah, his puppy years. <laughs> Charlie. All right, our next one is from Katie. Hi, Rotoscopers. It's Katie, and this is my voicemail for the hundredth episode. I haven't been listening for you guys that long. I started listening around the Big Hero Six episode, but I have gone back and watched every single episode, even though I haven't seen all of the movies. This podcast, it does mean quite a bit to me. Um, it's nice to know that um, there are adults out there who like it. Not a lot of people in my family love animation adult-wise. And 
and it's nice, and I don't, I don't think I'll ever stop loving animation. It's um, just, I've grown up with it, and I don't think I'll ever stop watching. Um, it also means a lot to me, Morgan, that you watch My Little Pony and like it, because I don't know a lot of people that do, and it's really nice to know there's somebody older than me that likes it. Some of my favorite episodes are Yodeling Huns, Mason Dubs, <laughs> and Beast Moving Bat Cave. These are just some of the funniest ones, in my opinion, and they just, I listen to them whenever I need a laugh. Some of my favorite quotes that you guys have are, we'll have you washed and dried and conforming to societal pressure. <laughs> a lot. Um, I like Beast Moving Bat Cave, the title working. Um, and this one, you might, guys might not remember because it was in the bloopers, but, oh, my little... My little Lego man that I was playing with fell into my pineapple juice. <laughs> I, um, I remember a lot of weird stuff. So uh, I was wondering, what are you guys' favorite episodes? And um, I hope you keep making more videos for a long time. Bye. Aw, Katie, you are such a jewel. Oh, my God. That was the best. <laughs> that was I forgot awesome. that. Okay, okay, a little story behind. I, I cannot, I, I don't deserve credit for that uh, Mulan quote because that was my sister, Rachel, who, <laughs> who first said that quote like a long time ago, and it stuck with me, and I knew I had to use it for that episode. So thank my sister, Rachel Giverson, for that. And, uh, yeah, uh, oh, Katie, you, you're just great. I, um, I want you, if you don't know already, I have just watched My Little Pony Equestria Girls um, on your recommendation and uh, um, I won't say it was the worst animated film I've watched but uh, I enjoyed parts of it and so the I don't want commentary is hilarious yes we, we, it is commentary so you know patrons can play it along uh, for free you know while they watch the movie and so it was kind of fun <laughs> and I love that Katie says you know I don't have people in my life that I can really talk about this to, and I don't think I'll ever go away from animation, so I like that there are adults that also like it and appreciate it, and that's really what this show is for. Young adults, just like us, teenagers, um, just people who have a passion for animation, and it's because of the art form and the medium and the stories that it's able to tell, not because it's for kids, which 99% yeah. of the world thinks... So I'm so glad Katie has joined the fold, and she's a fellow My Little Pony lover. <laughs> Friendship is magic, isn't it? My Little Pony. My Little Pony. Next one's from Melissa. Hey, Protoscopers. This is Melissa Long. I'm now calling as a patron, and I am so excited for your special live show. I just wanted to call in and share a couple of my thoughts. One is uh, one of my favorite movies that Disney has done is The Princess and the Frog. I think it's a really underrated movie. I do love hand-drawn animations. So maybe that's why I like it so much. But I think it was a great way for Disney to get back to what they did best, but kind of updated a little bit. I mean, Tiana is a very strong character. She also likes to cook, which I do as well. So maybe that's another reason why I like it. But another thing that's unique about it is that you actually get to meet the prince and get to know him, whereas most other Disney princes, princes maybe besides Flint Rider, you don't really know that much about. So I like that component of it, and I thought the songs were great, the sidekicks are great. All in all, a really cool movie, and I think maybe it just needs a little more time to be fully appreciated. Another thought I have is, why aren't there very many movies about cats in animation? You basically have Cats Don't Dance, yeah, the Aristocats, and Oliver and Company. 
which there's like one cat in that one, but <laughs> it just seems like people are hating on cats. I mean, there's lots of mice movies and there's lots of dog movies, but someone needs to make another animated cat movie. Well, that's my rant. And thank you guys so much for what you do. I love your podcast. Bye. Oh, thanks, Melissa. So on cats, uh, wasn't there a book series, like a teen, uh, a young adult book series that was about a society of cats and the drama that goes on behind them? It's not Cats the Musical, I swear. <laughs> I think they should make a movie, an animated movie out of that. But yeah, you bring up a good point. Like, uh, there aren't really that many Why mice films. and dogs, but no cats? Yeah, why yeah. mice and dogs, but no cats? Which The Great Mouse Detective has all three. Oh, yeah. Trifecta. Well, so it does. does. It has the so whole food Aristocats. chain. So does Aristocats. has a mouse. Yeah, there's Doggies. a cat in Watership Down. But uh, one that's principally about cats. That's um, a tough one. Puss in Boots. Ah, Puss in Boots. I don't know. I really have no idea why that's I think popular. there's a, I think there's a more universal hatred for cats than dogs, just because <laughs> of our historical use of dogs as a loyal tool. And um, cats, uh, cats will not do what you say unless there's food involved or scratches on the belly. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's a good question. Our next one's for Mark. Mark. Hello, Morgan, Mason, and Chelsea. This is Mark. Um, I'm calling just to let you know that, well, I mean, to congratulate you on reaching your 100th episode. It's been a wonderful journey, and I... I just love the site, and I just want to say, you know, congratulations for all that you've done and for making this milestone. And in honor of the occasion, I wrote this limerick poem for you guys, nice. which I shall now recite, and I Aww. hope you enjoy. <clears throat> so. Oh, rotoscopers, what can one say? We can sit here and just chat all day about the pleasures you've given, the zeal that you've driven into our hearts in an animated way. Started around 2012, this idea was long on your shelves, to have a great podcast over the net to be broadcast, and into animation you all would delve. You quickly gained a devoted fan base, an eclectic group you could never replace. From all over the world, anim addicts unfurled, and your podcasts they all would embrace. You got invited to red carpet premieres. The podcast awards were like new frontiers. And we all shall remember when you started Frozember and made <laughs> Frozen a film one reveres. <coughs> Excuse me. And your guest stars, both old age and youth, ranged from Steve Hickner to good old Don Bluth. There was Bill Farmer and Glenn Keane, Christopher Knights from the screen, Chris Horn, and many more. Ain't that the truth? To whom do we all owe this thanks? Well, that goes to the top three in the ranks. Chelsea and Mason and Morgan, let's hasten to show them our gratitude, no pranks. Morgan, let's start with you. You hold the team together like glue. The market in major, a great one, I wager, and one who can quote Simpsons, too. Aww. Chelsea, you're next on my list. When you're absent, you are always missed. Your musical talent, which can be described as gallant, adds to your animation knowledge a great twist. Mason, you're a comedy star. Always making us laugh. Hardy, har, har. <laughs> you're an expert at voices. So many animated choices. And you're the best animator among us, by far. Writing about you three exhausts all my pens. Your good points, well, there are no ends. You're amazing and awesome, like a goofy movie's possum. And I'm honored to call you my friends. But let's not forget the others who work... 
so hard on this site and don't shirk. All those past and those present, they've all been so pleasant. Time to bring them out to shine and not lurk. Blake's Disney love will always amaze ya. And Gary can be found there in Asia. There's Eric and MJ and Matthew and AJ. And Pablo's fave Disney movies, Anastasia. <laughs> There's the two Alexes and Hannah for real. And Max, and Max, Kyle and Megan for whom the bells peal. Alyssa loves Charlie Brown. Katza won't ever make you feel down. And Brandon writes articles with such zeal. <laughs> a podcast guest star was once Whitney Grace. Dalin, Cole, Jed, and Steven are all ace. Jonathan and Kelly are all but minor. Ryan's our graphic designer. And Myra comes first in the Studio Ghibli race. Summon up, I'm filled with such elation to witness the 100th episode of this station. So if you're just like me and love the rotoscopers truly, you can help them by becoming a patron. Aww. And the end. That's the end of that. I hope you liked it. And looking forward to 100 more episodes from you guys. Thanks. Bye. That was epic. Oh, Thundertube worthy. That was fantastic. Mark, that was so sweet and well thought out and so clever. Yeah. And accurate. And, like, we had been talking. We've been talking about and it. And accurate. Not... We are awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, it's not just us, the team. There's so much more behind with the Rotoscoper staff. And they all got shout-outs by name. Absolutely. Oh, Comedy God. star. That was so fantastic. nice. Oh, man. I am Mark. like glue. <laughs> Last one is from Sarah. Hello, Rotoscopers, and <gasps> happy 100th podcast. I am so excited to hear the 100th podcast. I've been listening since I think Robin Hood was my first episode. Some of my favorite moments are, of course, Mel Morgan and Chelsea singing, This is my idea from Swan Princess. This is a really, a really weird one, but um, I think it was in the All Dogs Fade to Heaven episode. No, 101 Dalmatians, my bad, where you guys were talking about how they should have um, a mate and great dogs thing. And Mason just says, I would release 101 Dalmatian puppies into the parks. Puppies everywhere! I don't know why, but that made me spit my drink all over the desk when I listened to that episode. I love that moment. And the Brave Little Pister episode with the I hate every ape I see from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. Even though I have never actually watched Simpsons, I love that moment. I start telling people I hate everything about something from chimpanzee to chimpanzee, and they never get it. Um, I better go because I'm at my limit. Bye, guys. Oh, Sarah, that was so yeah. great. I, Puppies everywhere! I forgot about that episode. See, I gotta go back and listen to that one. Oh, I never keep track of the so hilarious good. things I say. Because it's just an every moment sort of thing with oh Mason. My gosh. That one, that was funny. Oh. Thank you. Puppies everywhere! Alright, thank you so much oh. uh, to everyone who sent in a voicemail. Uh, we love you guys so much. My cheek, I feel like Barbie. My cheeks hurt because I'm smiling so much from all it's of those It's terrible. Emails. We need to have a frown break where we just take 10 minutes and frown and stretch our faces. I like Ugh. to see popsicles. Popsicles are great. I've had two popsicles and one energy to drink today. <laughs> and the caffeine patch. You can stay awake for days with no side effects. Ah! 
Hey guys, this is Chelsea. I know this is a little bit out of place, but we I had to put these in. So after we recorded this whole episode, we had an influx of a lot of different people wanting to send in their voicemails. So I am going to be playing them. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to get everybody's comments like we did with the others, but I'm definitely going to try and uh, comment and respond to everybody here uh, in the best way. No, I'm not as cool as Mason, but our first one is from Chris. Hi guys, my name's Chris, I'm from England and I've been listening to the show for about a year now. I just wanted to say congratulations on uh, getting to your 100th show. I've gone back and listened to most of your episodes and you really have rekindled my love for animation. I did study it at university, uh, but once I graduated I didn't really do anything within the industry. But since listening to your show, I've really got back into it. I've started making little films every now and then and I did send one to you guys which Mason took the time to give me feedback for which I really did appreciate. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you though is uh, what you think the plot line for the new Frozen film will be. I'm quite interested to go back to the original format from Hans Christian Andersen's novel The Snow Queen where it would mean Elsa being evil and if you think Disney would ever go down that line with one of their most beloved characters now, most popular characters, and actually turn her from the queen that everybody loves into the Snow Queen that is essentially evil. I'd just be quite interested to get your opinion. Cheers. Okay, so as far as my opinion on Elsa turning evil as going with the Snow Queen, um, that would be really cool. I really don't think that'll happen considering how the movie ended. I mean, it really just ended in everybody so happy and joyful. I mean, if they're really trying to, like, take the full other side and do something crazy, you know, maybe. Um, but I don't, I really don't think so because people would be really ticked. <laughs> um, as far as like what I think the storyline is going to be, I don't know, but I really hope that it focuses a lot on the trolls because they are like, you just don't learn enough about them and you have no idea where they come from or why they're there. So I think it would be really cool if they, if they dug a little bit deeper with them. All right, our next one is Gabby. Hi, Rotoscopers. My name is Gabby, and I'm an avid listener of your podcast. I have been since spring last year. The first episode I listened to was Cats Don't Dance, and I liked it so much that I've been listening to the podcast ever since, and I have also gone back uh, to listen to some of your older episodes. I think you guys are really funny. I really like your discussions and, uh, you know, talking about different animated films, and uh, some of which I grew up with as a child, such as Watership Down, which is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> yeah. And um, one of my other favorite episodes is The Lord of the Rings. I mean, even though it's not a very good film, I liked hearing your opinions on that. And, you know, I could sort of relate to it because I thought it was, uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just wanted to say also congratulations on reaching the 100th episode milestone. Um, that makes me very happy because I will continue listening to this podcast for years to come and uh, I wish you good luck with that so bye for now Gabby thank you so much for that voicemail I'm so glad to hear that you have been listening for so long and that you will continue for even longer all right let's talk to Hannah 
Hi, Chelsea, Morgan, and Mason. This is Hannah Wilkes. I just wanted to send in this voicemail to congratulate you guys on reaching 100 podcast episodes. I have listened to, I think, almost all of them, and every single one is funny and fun, and I always learn something new. I'm super jealous of the meetup you had to celebrate reaching 100 episodes. I wish I could have gone, but I'm sure you had a ton of fun. Uh, I loved seeing you guys live stream on Periscope, especially Morgan and Mason's piano playing and singing. That was really funny. And yeah, I can't wait to see what the next 100 episodes of the Animation Addicts podcast have in store. I will definitely be tuning in and listening. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Somebody actually watched that. Okay, so we, while we were prepping and getting ready for this episode, we were actually um, just messing around and Morgan and Mason were kind of doing stuff while I was trying to figure out the technical side of recording. And so Morgan and Mason just started playing um, some Disney song out of the Disney songbook that I have on the, on the piano. And it was just really, really funny. So I'm really glad that somebody was able to watch that. We only had like three or four people <laughs> that stuck it out because after a while it was just oh my goodness definitely subscribe and get your notifications if we ever happen to do some type of periscope again because periscope is pretty awesome i get on periscope every once in a while so so definitely subscribe to all of us on periscope myself morgan and mason all right and now on to danielle hi rotoscopers my name is danielle And I just want to quickly say thank you for making this podcast. You guys are really awesome. I love listening to your commentary on all kinds of animated films. I especially love nerdy couch discussions. They're always my favorite. And, of course, Mason's impersonations. Always a classic. Uh, The reason I'm leaving a voicemail is because I wanted to know, you know, you guys obviously record episodes where you discuss animated films, but I'm wondering if you would ever... Uh, go into the territory of animated TV shows. The reason I ask is because I just finished watching the show Avatar for the first time, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm just curious to see what you guys thought of it and what you thought of each season or each episode even. Um, And there's tons of animated shows that I could think of that would be awesome for you guys to talk about, but I obviously understand that you have time constraints and topic constraints as well. So... I'm just throwing it out there, and I know you guys do Blu-ray reviews, but I wanted to know if you guys would ever consider posting episodes where you discuss a television show the way you discuss a film. So anyway, that's my question. Thanks for listening, guys, and thanks so much for making an awesome podcast. Seriously, you guys rock. You're one of my favorite podcasts out there, and yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Keep it up. All right, so Avatar, I'm sure you're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender, um, or maybe you're talking about Avatar The Adventures of Korra. Um, basically, Morgan is like the queen of Avatar, so she knows a lot more about that. 
And she has actually started a new series on YouTube where she's gone through and she started with the writers of Burke from the How to Train Your Dragon TV series or Netflix series that has been posted. And so she has been going through and doing those. And I think what you're talking about as far as like doing full length reviews of the TV shows is something that would be best done on the YouTube channel. And I think that's what we might end up doing for those. As far as on the podcast, I mean, there's a lot of other things that we're wanting to expand on and there's a lot more things that we do want to do and if it's something that a lot of people are really wanting then who knows we might be able to uh, do something about it so definitely check out the youtube first see if we've already started doing stuff like that and then on top of that um oh yeah i think morgan is wanting to do a sailor moon um and hound her on that one on Twitter. Maybe she'll get her going. <laughs> All right. Um, keep hounding on us. Like, tell us what you guys want to hear and what you guys want to see. And we will do our very, very best to oblige. And next we have Ryan. Hello, Rotoscopers. Ryan here. Just wanted to send my congratulations for your 100th episode. Thank you for all your hard work. You guys don't have to do everything that you do, so it feels very special to have gotten to experience everything you've produced with the Rotoscopers. You guys have been part of my life since around 2012, or whenever episode 19. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting emotional right now. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. But thank you, Chelsea, Mason, and Morgan. Thank you for all that you do. And to the listeners, if... You have a little extra cash. There's no better thing to do than become a patron and give these guys a couple bucks. Those rotocasts go off the rails, and they're more than a delay and well worth the money. So enjoy. Oh, Ryan. I totally understand why you get emotional because we get emotional about like the responses that we get back from you guys. Um, you said that we've been a part of your life since episode 19 or so, 2012, but you guys have definitely been a part of our lives in just the same amount of way. We want to thank you and everybody else who has been listening since those early days. And even if you just started listening on this episode, we can feel the love, people. We can feel the love. Thank you so much. All right. And our last one, last but certainly not least, Miss Vanessa. Okay. So I hope this is the right number to leave a voicemail for the Rotoscopers for the podcast. Um, if not, then please disregard what I'm about to say. Um, so my name is Vanessa, and I'm calling you from the Northwest Territories in Canada. Um, I've been an avid listener of your podcast for just about a year now, but I've never really felt the need to call in because um, I'm kind of shy and stuff. Seeing as how this is your 100th episode, well, I just really wanted to come out of the woodworks and both think and congratulate all of you. I mean, 100 episodes, that's really awesome. Um, and well, a little bit more about myself and how I found your podcast. Well, I was looking through iTunes last year, looking for a new show to listen to, and the first episode I saw on your feed was The Last Unicorn, and I loved it so much that I went through your entire back catalog and listened to every single episode. I loved animation and cartoons my whole life. Um, I grew up watching animation as a child, and, well, no one really told me to stop, so <laughs> um, here I am. And, uh, you know, watching kids, uh, you know, watching cartoons as a kid, I could really get lost in the medium, but watching it as an adult, um, you know, I I just love everything about the medium, from concept art to the character designs, the color schemes, the backgrounds, the storyboards, art direction, and, you know, I have a huge respect for um, 
voice actors and just the people and production companies who take the time to craft and build these wonderful uh, worlds that we can all get lost in <laughs> and be inspired by. And with that being said, uh, without going into too much detail, like animation got me through a lot of hard times in my life, and I can think of a lot of movies and television series that gave me something to look forward to when things got really hard for me. And because of all the television series that I got really invested in, I wound up finding people online who were interested in the same show as well. Now I have a group of online friends that mean the world to me. All that uh, preamble aside, I absolutely love this podcast. Uh, it's a highlight of my week. Um, whenever a new episode appears on my feed, I just really enjoy the camaraderie that the three of you share. It's so much fun to listen to all of you, and I can't even keep track of all the times I've, like, laughed out loud while listening. And, you know, the fact that you guys love animation as much as you do and love it enough to discuss it at such length and with such enthusiasm. So uh, all of you, Morgan, Lacey, and Chelsea, thank you so much for taking the time to put these episodes together and just for making the world a little bit brighter for people like me that don't have people in my life to talk to about animation. Um, and, uh, yeah, and um, I guess on a party note, congratulations on your 100th episode, and I can't wait for the next 100. Um, thank you, and bye. Oh, my gosh. If if you just happened to call some random person to leave this voice message, I would have I would have loved to have heard or seen their reaction for that. Oh, awesome. This was a great episode for you to come out of the woodwork. For sure. Um, definitely. Thank you so much for, I mean, all of your words were just so, so thoughtful and really nice. And we really appreciate every one of you guys for listening and for being a part of our lives as well. So definitely, you know, for every episode that comes around, send us your voicemails. Let us know who you are. Come out of the woodwork. Okay. So now we are getting back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, so we are going to do a segment called Rotoscopers Confessions. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> yeah, uh, no crimes or misdemeanors or felonies, please. So, basically, we've never done this segment before, so if you're like, what? That's because we've never done it before. But this is actually at the personal request of Mason, so he gets to go first. Mason. I, I have something to get off my chest. Um... I, I am ready to confess several animated movies that everyone has seen, but I haven't. And so, um, you know, if there's some Mason shaming involved, then I asked for it, but I have to get, I have to clear my conscience. Okay, so people pick up on this a lot because of comments that I make, but uh, I haven't seen every single animated film, and there are quite a <gasps> few. Yes, yes, it's true, it's true. Brace yourselves. Uh, for this, but there are some that everyone has seen that I have never seen. I was in Argentina for two years, and and I didn't watch any TV or movies, and so um, I missed uh, everything in from 2008 to 2011, basically. You haven't gotten back around to it. And I haven't gotten around back to to watching them. So, all right. So here are uh, five animated movies that you have all probably seen that I have never seen. All right. Um, number one. Is Wall E from Pixar? <laughs> what a Pixar movie! I have never seen Wall E. Um, that is a huge, huge no-no um, because you'd think I would see all of the. Uh, you'd think I would see all of those animated films. Um, okay, what's another one that I've never seen? Oh, here's one that I've never seen that I'm very proud of having not seen was Happy Feet. I have never oh. watched Happy Feet. 
I prefer I prefer Surfs Up. Surfs Up is so much better than Happy Feet. It is, and it took Surfs Up. Yeah, not cool. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what do we got? Wally, Happy Feet. Um, I have never seen The Rescuers. What? (laughs) No, I've never seen it. Okay, um, I've need- seen I I've seen the I had a sing along VHS that had uh, Rescue Now Rescue Down Under I'm a pro at like I've right. seen that several times that was my mom's favorite animated film for a long time and uh, so I watched it a lot as a kid. Okay, what is another animated film I have never seen that everyone else has seen? I have never seen Oliver and Company. Oh my, that's pretty scandalous. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm willing to. Uh, I'm willing to watch that. I have seen The Owls of Gahul, but I have not seen Oliver and Company. That's how ironic my life is sometimes. Um, okay, now i got to think of the biggest one that I have never seen that people will always... Of course, I'd never seen Hercules until like last a year and a half ago when mm-hmm. they made me watch it for the podcast. Oh, you need to be watching it also, so much uh, more. Also, Hunchback of Notre yeah. Dame. You've um, never seen Hunchback? I have, um, but oh. I only saw I saw it for the podcast. And see, that one has history. Um, I think we walked out of the theater for that one because um, mom didn't like what was on the screen, you know, when I was a kid. So she took, she plucked oh us out. So you know, and, and now that I'm an adult, I, I saw it, and it's one of my favorite animated films from Disney. Okay, what's another one I've never seen? Never seen the Lorax, but I mean, I don't really care about that. Um, let's see, Frank and Weenie, I never saw. Um, I, I need. We need a big one. We need a big one. I have never seen Into the Wild. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I have never seen Valiant. I've only seen Tangled like twice. Oh, are you kidding? I've seen Tangled like 50 times. I know, and most people... This is my. This is Chelsea's confession. Oh, Chelsea's confession now. While I, while I think of the big one that I've, I've never seen that everyone has seen. And that was the same thing with Toy, Toy Story 3 for me. I've only seen it once. Yep. My confession is I've never seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball. Oh, I've what? never seen I've never seen that one either. Oh, that one no. that one is I so highly recommended. One. I know. Or two. Or Fantastic Mr. Fox. I've never seen. Oh my that. gosh, that one is brilliant. We've got I to know. do that movie. Hey, I patrons, know. patrons' choice. Do do Fantastic Mr. Fox. Here's the thing. We don't have any Roto Choice episodes coming up. So it's all all the future episodes, unless it is a new release, will be picked by the patrons because we have quite a few patrons that basically for the next year, they're choosing. So yeah, take notes, everybody. So this is kind of our way of putting out ideas. Uh, never seen Melody Time. Never seen uh, Song of the South. Fun and Fancy Free. Never seen Fun and Fancy Free. I've never oh, seen um, Saludos Amigos. Saludos Amigos or uh, Tres Caballeros. Yep, all um, package films gone. I saw Nomeo and Juliet. That's ironic. Well, I've said several, but that, I think the biggest offense that I've committed as as an animated fan is having not ever watched Wall E. Yeah, that's a big one. I'll give that to you. Yeah. Also, I've works. never seen Flushed Away. That is a capital offense. <laughs> I've never seen Alpha and Omega, which I don't think that is a capital isn't offense. Isn't that coming out, though? Like, the fourth Alpha Omega is coming out. Oh, really? um, it is Richard Rich, who I, I like. I do, too. How did I see Beowulf, but I didn't see Wally? Ugh. Oh, bad choices, Mason. No kidding. Poor choices. All right, so we are going to finish this off. We are going to do a nerdy couch discussion. And basically, it's talking about animation fandoms. Because through our journey here with the Rotoscopers and the Animation Addicts podcast, we've been able to 
um, see the different fandoms close up from far away. And it's very clear that Disney and Pixar have rabid fandoms, very passionate. They will follow it till, you know, off a cliff, basically. <laughs> but the other films or other studios don't. Um, there are reasons before for, for it. We haven't done any research into this topic, so it's, it's really a true nerdy couch discussion where it's just our ideas and thoughts on the matter. It's kind of opening up the jar. Yeah. Like opening up the discussion. We want to dive a little deeper continually so naming but naming the studios so there's disney and pixar they're the front runners they have the biggest following then there's studio ghibli which also has a very very prominent fan base but nowhere near the level of disney and obviously the, the reason disney hmm? at least here in the, the yeah. west and the reason disney is so big and we're all taking this from a u.s based you know perspective a western animation perspective on these studios and obviously the reason is because Disney has been around so much longer than all of the other studios and uh, couple that with the sheer volume of films that it has done over the years. So it just has this immense library of characters and films that are part of people's childhoods and they want to hand mm -hmm. it to their children. Um, so there's so much nostalgia with that. But then there's other studios that are newer. We have Blue Sky Studios. We have Paramount Animation. We have Sony Pictures Animation. We have... Um, Ardman Animation, Ardman Animations. Um, so there's a lot of new studios around. You know, Real FX is one of the newcomers, and they don't have that fan base that a lot of the other ones do. Illumination Entertainment, Leica, and Warner Animation, which has been <laughs> named lots of different things over the years, collapsed, reformed, collapsed, reformed. <laughs> but those are kind of the main. And oh, we how can we forget Don Bluth? Don Bluth isn't necessarily oh, yeah, a Don studio, Bluth. but it's just really interesting that he's kind of the one guy that people just lump as like their own, even though he's been with a variety of studios, whether they're his own or Amalmation. Like people just kind of lump all of his films into it's Don Bluth film. You Don know what Bluth, I mean? Don so Bluth funny. is a state of mind. <laughs> He's like Cthulhu. He's not really a person or a thing. He's like an entity. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, oh, also Ralph Bakshi, did we mention him? Yeah, no? yeah he's kind of one of those he's Don a, he's, Bluth level. He's a real rebel. In the, mm -hmm. He's a real warrior in the animation world. Um, all right, so uh, what do we want to start with? What... Well, I, I, let's look at the, some of the newer ones, and let's think about who do you think has kind of developed the even though they're kind of fresh out of the gate, who's developed the biggest fan base. You know who's really hot right now is Jorge Gutierrez coming out of Real FX. Like, mm -hmm. people have been following him on Twitter, and he's very, very interactive uh, with yeah, uh, with uh, Instagram mm -hmm. uh, commenters and stuff. And he reveals, he's revealing a lot of concept art, mostly rejected stuff, <laughs> uh, concept art from his uh, new untitled Space Western that's that's coming out soon from Real FX. And um, his stuff, his art style, for one, is just so yeah. wacky and so unique and it's just filled with uh, kind of Latino American culture and and mot visual motifs and color such vibrant colors and so I am really looking forward to that of course you'll you'll be hard-pressed to find some uh, Freebirds fans but there is a fan base for Book of Life and uh, Jorge Gutierrez's style and I am one of those people I, uh, I I'll be watching his career with great interest Star Wars quote his was my favorite <laughs> animation art book um, oh, yeah, because he he wrote the art book, and then like every page was just full of all of his art, and it was just I loved it. So, are you equating Jorge Gutierrez as Real FX? 
Because Real Effects is kind of its own thing. He just happens right. to have a, a, three does, pi- a few picture deal with him. It does a lot of commercials and it does a lot of uh, contract um, animation. And but I don't really know. Kind of getting into many, VR a little bit. I don't know bit. too many people who say they're like fans, like diehard fans of Real Effects. And that's just because they're so new. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. thing with Sony Pictures Animation. A lot of these, you know. Um, Sony Pictures Animation just celebrated their 10-year anniversary uh, last year and whatnot, and it's been 10 years, and they have a handful of um, fan, a, a handful of films. But I don't think that is long enough to sustain a true diehard fan base. And Pixar I, has been around since the 80s. Yeah. However, it was tied to Disney, right. so that fan base kind of <clears throat> jumped on it. Right? Out of boy, Steve Jobs. But yeah, um, well, I, I think, I think it, it comes down to content, really, for me. I think that it might have also the DreamWorks might have also suffered because it went. Oh, how did I not mention DreamWorks in my big list? I don't Whoops. know. <laughs> Ooh, but, that's a no-no. Um, but the fact that they 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 went against Disney, I think they. I don't know. Well, we talked about this in our Shrek episode. Uh huh. How how well in my opinion the world needs DreamWorks just like the world needs Captain Hook. Um, <laughs> there needs to be an anti to the norm, and for a while DreamWorks was it like Shrek. It was a it was a blatant mockery of of the Disney tropes, and I think it was something that needed to be addressed. And it was a super fresh and awesome movie. I love the first Shrek with a passion, mm-hmm. um, not just because it's hilarious, but because of its cultural and historical significance. But DreamWorks has gone on to do its own thing, like. I think some people would try to make the connection that, like, How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda are, like, the most Disney-esque of DreamWorks. But really, they've they've been very strong in retaining their own style and their mm-hmm. own brand of comedy. And it's not like Disney, mm-hmm. you know, but people need to get over that. <laughs> yeah, and DreamWorks kind of formed, you know, feature film-wise the same time as, as Pixar started releasing feature films, right. you know, mid to late 90s. But... You just see how one fan base has grown so much. And while DreamWorks has its output is so much more, they have so many films that they've released just since the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have that fan base. Like, I don't know very many people who say, like, I I can be a DreamWorks fan for sure. Like, I am a DreamWorks fan. But Same I don't yeah. think that I, like, publicly put that on my profiles. Like, DreamWorks lover, for, for you know. DreamWorksian. <laughs> but people loved in their profiles Disney fan. Like, that is something Disney that file. They, they want to associate yeah. with and want others to know. That's how they identify and themselves. I think this just is, like, boiling down to um, everyone aside Disney, Pixar, it's going to be hard to get that super loyal, like, take over the world type fan base. You're going to have the diehards in every single one of those communities, but Disney, just because it encompasses movies, parks, Not to mention their legacy. Music. Years and years and years of history that Disney, Disney was the, 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 they were the dominating force for so long. Yeah. I think the fact also that, I mean, it's almost a way of being. It's more than, um, like you go to D23 Mm -hmm. and it's an entirely different convention than Comic-Con. Like, mm-hmm. people are just so nice. People are just like... People are nice at Comic-Con. <laughs> Come on. They are. They yeah, totally until, are, until but... some line gets out of hand and then they kick out Markiplier. I'm still at up about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I 
maybe they just like when we went to D twenty three a couple years ago, Destination, Destination D. D, and they like there are just people on. Oh, do you need do you need some paper to write some things down on? Oh, do you need this? Like everyone's just all there and how just, gracious. It's, it's just so people are just openly nice to each other, you know. And I think that's also a part of like I listened to an interview with Alan Menken once where he just talked about how you once you have been associated with Disney so much you realize you know you're just nice you don't pull out the you know just start slandering everybody everywhere Mm -hmm. and I think that's part of that as well yeah I think it plays a part in it yeah going back to DreamWorks I think um, there are there are cult fandoms for certain DreamWorks films like mm-hmm. Megamind has a very uh, distinct and very like ravenous fan base like there are people that love Megamind uh-huh. I wish there was a Megamind sequel or a prequel or a mashup with Despicable Me that'd be kind of cool uh-huh. even though that's very cross studio there but um, cool. <laughs> there's there are huge huge How to Train Your Dragon fans yeah mm-hmm. like that is indisputable and then Kung Fu Panda has a, a very large and diverse fan base as well um, but uh I don't know. As far as like DreamWorks goes, it its early years were very interesting. I I always use it's it's funny because um some people make the joke that like DreamWorks is the studio where they they get Hollywood actors, you know, that aren't necessarily voice actors and they just, you know, they try to milk the celebrity talent credit for their films. And the reality is that all studios do that. Yeah. But I always uh I always point to Prince of Egypt as like the one film that stands out that proves that you can have 10 plus Hollywood A-listers in your fi- in your animated film and still have it be a, a smash hit classic mm-hmm. and have it be beloved by many people like golly Prince of Egypt is such a powerful animated film and it's got huge celebrity ma- names in it yeah. so it is possible it's just I think the the marketing angles or or maybe kind of the corporate strategy which I don't know anything about Changed uh, to kind of be uh, a little on the less sincere side or something like that. I, I don't really know how to analyze it or, or put it into words. Yeah. All around interesting topic. Well, how about this one? Leica. Ooh, there are some hardcore Leica fans. There really are. And even though they've only had three movies. You can spot them walking down the street. You're like, ooh, Leica people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, whatever. But... Um, that, was, that, that was a joke. That yeah. was a joke. No, but there's it, they somehow have tapped into their own thing, and their own they've have an arc of film like in their film. They really do, they really do. That kind of ties in common together. threads, common themes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing that happened in the early Disney movies. You know, because you had you know the common arc of Walt Disney starting it out, and um, that was just so so magical. I mean, just, it, it was magical how they. He was able to tie all of that together. Yeah. Um, Going across the pond, you've got Ardman. Yeah, Ardman. <laughs> they've got a lot of really good things. I mean, as far as stop motion, you'll have that medium. People who are just huge fans of stop motion. But, I mean, in general, like, they have their own fan bases that are very much, I'm an Ardman fan. Yeah. I love me, my balls and grommet. One, one thing that, uh, oh, yeah, definitely. One thing that's worth mentioning is the rise of independent content uh, in the creative industries mm-hmm. now. And um, I think there are people who are indie animation fans, definitely. Like, yeah, like that whole concept, that whole, uh, I wouldn't call it a genre, but that whole world or universe has uh, a fan base. 
And I hope that the indie animation, you know, indie gaming, indie whatever, I hope that stuff never dies down because uh, we need that just as much as we need the big um, Hollywood blockbusters, definitely. I mean, look at the resources available to us, like things like Kickstarter and like crowdfunding projects. Mm -hmm. Like anyone can really fund amazing projects like that. And I really don't think we've really tapped into an explosion of content in that, but it's starting. Like the, the, um, we are getting ignition, as it were. Well, and there's also so much, so many um, little companies that are popping up that make making movies a lot easier for independent films. Yeah. yeah. For example, Schleifer. Um, he. Oh is, yeah, Schleifer. He he's doing a really cool project. Uh huh. He set up a company that um, offers um, packages of. Uh, software licenses for animators, VFX artists, and, and creatives in general. And I'm guessing the catch is, is that it's not as expensive as uh, getting your own professional license. You know, for things like Autodesk Maya and things like that, they're called Nimble Collective, and their, their title is you know, Studio-Level Software for Independent Animators. And so uh, it's awesome that there's, like, so much support and resources out there for people who want to do freelance and want to do indie work. Uh, I am one of those people. Of course, I'd love to work at a big studio, but um, but stuff like Nimble Co- uh, Collective are making it easier and easier uh, for people to strike out on their own, you know. Let us see what Squirt does flying solo. <laughs> All right, so let us know in the comments of this episode, rotoscopers.com forward slash 100, your thoughts Woo! on this discussion that we've been having. Let's keep the discussion going. All right, any final thoughts closing our 100th Ooh. episode i want to hear from morgan she's like the originator of everything <laughs> this has been this has been kind of surreal this whole thing of us being together for our 100th episode and filming our recording our 100th episode and just talking about you know basically the past three years of our lives it's been uh, just a, a huge blast so thank you to chelsea thank you to mason for coming together and doing this and it's been a lot of fun and really pumped me up and energized me to keep going. Not that I was ever not going to, but <laughs> definitely, definitely now I will. Well, we'd be nothing without our fearless leader. But the yeah. glue. <laughs> the glue. Yeah, I just, gosh, I feel so humbled uh, to have gotten this far. I really consider uh, Morgan and Chelsea to be family uh, to me, as well as uh, everyone else who is involved in producing the content that we produce. And um, I... I want to restate my pledge for the Rotoscopers that I want to spread my love for animation. I don't consider myself a, a diehard fan of, of any particular studio because I try to see the good in all animation. And that is a philosophy that I hope to spread on the Rotoscopers. And also um, also to uh, distill the rumor that uh, the false notion that animation is a kid's genre. <laughs> that's, I think that's one of our missions, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, I gosh, I love the rotoscopers. I'm in it for the long run, and uh, yeah, here's another uh, awesome three plus years, 100 plus episodes of rotoscopers. Man, where are you going to be three years from now? Oh, I'm going to be sitting in John Lasseter's chair. I'm just kidding. Whoa, Lassie, I'm coming for you. Um, <laughs> no, not really. Uh, in three years, I um, hopefully I'll, I will be in the in the start of my career in the animation industry nice. as a power player. But, of course, I will always find time for my beloved rotoscopers. Always. All right. So thank you so much for joining us for this final episode. Of course, you know where to find us, rotoscopers.com. 
And if you go to rotoscopers.com forward slash 100, that's where you can find all the fun uh, activity of us talking about this episode with the other members of the community. We're all there. It's going to be great. I feel like those comments are going to explode. Yeah. Uh, it's been a really fun episode. You can find us all over social media. We're at Rotoscopers on all of those things. YouTube, you know, Rotorama, we filmed a lot of really fun videos this weekend, so definitely check out the YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Like, our, our individual handles, too, at Morgan Straddling, at Chelsea Robson, myself, at Mason, SMTX, because I am complicated. And, um, it's a complicated man. Uh, yeah, exactly. But we've been like tweeting all the fun things that we've been doing. A few, few videos, a few pictures. But uh, we will keep you well covered on on Rotorama activities. Okay, guys. Oh, we get to say it all oh, together. Oh, we get to say it without a delay. Okay, okay oh, we cannot mess this up. This is uh, this. People may not know this, but <laughs> when we record on Skype, we a lot of times if all three of us try to talk at once. It will mess up. One person will fade out. And so whenever we try to record our epic, we are the rotoscopers. It never works it out because someone's delayed. Out. Someone you can't hear. Like We've tried and yeah, tried so and tried. Yeah, so we say it separately, and then Chelsea splices it all together to make it sound like we're saying it in unison. Yeah, and basically for the past, I don't know, 80 episodes, we've been using the same... It's the stock we are. Yeah, it's the stock <laughs> you know what sound clip. Just... You know, Come on, should, they have to know. You know. What we should do is we should take a whole hour and just record different takes of <laughs> We Are the Rotoscopers together. <laughs> Uh, so, the fact that we're all here in one room means that we get to actually do it together. No delay. Oh, Ooh, I'm getting I don't nervous. know if I'm ready for this. I, my palms are all sweaty. Okay, guys. Getting gamer drive right. over here. Until next time. We are the Rotoscopers. Oh, that was so, so powerful. <laughs> you can feel the love. Oh, I haven't felt gosh. this much love in a room since Narcissus discovered himself. See, if the if the hundred episodes were worth anything, it was getting Mason to quote so Hercules. To successfully quote Hercules and me. That's it. how I dominated him in our pen pal Disney quotathons. That is true. She knew my weak point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is recording. Okay. Um, oh, you were gonna do the ah da 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 or whatever it was. That was really good. Okay. Are we recording now? Can that be a yeah. blooper?